Good morning. I'm Arjun Singh from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, March 25th. In today's news, the White House considers extending a federal ban on evictions. And New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's family was given special access to COVID testing. But first, the big idea. I have been devalued, I've been disrespected, and dismissed because I am a woman. That's what star soccer player Megan Rapinoe, who helped lead the U.S. women's national soccer team to victory in the 2019 FIFA Women's World Cup Final, said at the White House on Wednesday. The Post, Des Beeler, and Cindy Boren report that after testifying in front of a House committee hearing about gender discrimination, Rapinoe went to the White House and highlighted the inequities blatant within our own industry. An outspoken critic of the U.S. Soccer Federation's treatment of the women's team, Rapino led a gender discrimination lawsuit against the Federation in 2019 and charged that male players earn more pay, bonuses, and receive more in benefits than their female counterparts, despite the fact that the women's team has performed better than the men's in recent years. Last year, a portion of the lawsuit focused on unequal pay was dismissed by a judge, and in December, the women's soccer team reached a settlement with the Federation that promised to put the team on equal footing with the men's side in matters such as game venues, travel accommodations, and staffing. During her testimony Wednesday, Rapino said that, quote, there is no level of status, accomplishments, or power that will protect you from the clutches of inequity. And joining Rapino at the White House were President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden, who both affirmed their support to combat wage discrimination. This team is living proof that you can be the very best at what you do and still have to fight for equal pay, the president said. Now, the question turns to what the Biden administration will do. In an interview with The Post, Eli Rosenberg, newly confirmed Secretary of Labor Marty Walsh affirmed the administration's commitment to reducing the gender pay gap and helping more women participate in the workforce. And on Wednesday, Dr. Rachel Levine had a historic day in Washington when she became the first transgender woman to be confirmed by the Senate to become the Biden administration's new Assistant Secretary for Health. My colleague Dan Diamond reports that Levine was confirmed in a 52-48 to 48 vote and most recently served as Pennsylvania's top health official. Discussing Levine's confirmation, Rafi Friedman Gerspin, who was the first openly transgender official to work in the White House, applauded the nomination, saying, I firmly believe that turning points such as today's Senate confirmation vote for Dr. Levine's appointment are powerful indications that this nation is truly heading down the pathway to lasting transgender equality. And that's the big idea. Here are two other stories that should be on your radar. Number one, the White House is considering extending a soon-to-expire policy banning landlords from evicting cash-strapped tenants that could impact an estimated 10 million families who have fallen behind on rent. The Post, Tony Rahm, and Lena H. Sun report that without renewal, the existing eviction ban is set to expire in one week, opening the door for some Americans to be removed from their homes. The issue comes at a time when the federal government is rushing to deliver roughly $47 billion in aid to families struggling to pay off back rent, yet most of the money has yet to reach those families. And while the administration has pledged its support to struggling families, lawmakers have acknowledged that the eviction ban is not designed perfectly, and the Biden administration has questioned whether they even have the authority to extend it. The administration is discussing additional policy tweaks that include a new education campaign to inform renters that the policy exists, a gap that arose under former President Donald Trump when he announced the eviction ban last year, according to one of the sources. 
Another person close to the discussion said the administration is also weighing whether to take a more active role in enforcing the eviction ban against landlords who do not abide by it. Former President Trump issued the eviction moratorium last year by invoking public health laws, a move that put the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in the unexpected position of overseeing the ban. The policy covers individuals who earn no more than $99,000 and couples who make no more than $198,000, who cannot make full or partial rent payments as a result of economic hardship during the pandemic. The debate over the extension comes weeks after lawmakers adopted another tranche of coronavirus aid under the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan, which set aside $25 billion to help renters catch up on their past due balances. The measure ultimately did not include a more robust congressionally authorized eviction moratorium because lawmakers relied on a special budget maneuver known as reconciliation to pass it. Number two. As the coronavirus pandemic swept through New York last year, Governor Andrew Cuomo's administration arranged for his family members and others to have access to state-administered coronavirus tests. My colleagues Josh Dossie, Amy Britton, and Sarah Ellison report that as part of the program, a state lab immediately processed the results of those who were tested, even as average New Yorkers were struggling to get tested in the early days of the pandemic due to a scarcity of resources. The use of state resources to benefit people close to the governor raises serious ethical questions, experts said, because New York law prohibits state officials from using their position to secure privileges for themselves or others. Cuomo administration officials declined to comment on the matter. The revelations come at a time when Cuomo has come under intense scrutiny for multiple sexual harassment allegations and allegations that the administration manipulated nursing home data to cover up deaths. Cuomo has denied all charges of wrongdoing, but the allegations have prompted multiple high-profile officials, including both New York senators, to call on Cuomo to resign. The administering of state tests to people close to Cuomo troubled some administration officials who believe that it was an improper use of resources that helped those with influence over average New Yorkers, according to the people. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, March 24th. I'm Arjun Singh. Thanks for listening.